Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and I am so excited to introduce you to Dawn Sinclair. Hello, Dawn. Hi, Amy. Hello. Um, I'm so excited. This has been, I feel like, a long time coming. Um, Just in general, like I felt um, the inclination to kind of invite you on for many months. And also I have felt so drawn to you in the last couple of years since we've met. I don't even know how in a roundabout way on social media somehow. Yeah, I believe it was Instagram and a roundabout way. I believe we had somebody in common and, you know, like all great things, they find us when it's time. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yes. Um, and you're one of those people that I find there's, there's probably about six or seven people um, at this current kind of time in my life where it seems like there's constant continual synchronicities that happen. And you're one of those people for me. So, uh, you know, I just think this is going to be a fun and enlightened, um, aligned connection and conversation. Yeah, I think it um, has been since the very first time. Yeah. You- touched base yeah like just like people that we know in common um situations I like I I've shared oh I shared my stories today I haven't shared here in this episode yet but you're an east coaster born and raised as am I and so I know like you know there's six degrees of separation everywhere but I feel like especially in the east coast (laughs) it's probably um, unusual that we have never met in person maybe we have we've crossed paths and we didn't know it and guaranteed in another lifetime I am sure of that for sure. Um, as that's kind of what I feel like with these with these five or six people I mentioned that I feel like if there's constant synchronicities, we all kind of feel like, hey, there's a connection here. Like maybe we're from the same soul fam. And you and I were also chatting before we hit record that, um, you know, we've both kind of connected to Palladian energy and that's a commonality too. And that's something that we're going to talk about here on another episode coming forward. Might be a little woo-woo for some of us, but uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's an interesting thing too. Um, so we're here to talk about Gene Keys today. Yeah, yeah. So I guess let's let's have you introduce yourself and tell the audience about who you are and what you do, even okay. outside of Gene Keys. Like, who is Dawn Sinclair? Yeah, okay. okay. So, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Dawn Sinclair, as she said. And how does one describe themselves, right? Very I nice. guess if we have to put it in an Instagram bio, mm-hmm. I refer to myself as an alignment coach, a spiritual alignment coach, and I use human design and the gene keys within my coaching approach. And the reason why I use them is because they have been incredibly impactful in my own life. Mm-hmm. And so as a student of life and somebody who is align one in human design and, and wanting to know all the things about all the things, and I'm a for so um i am naturally here to receive information and then ground the information and bring it back to to other people mm-hmm. and teach mm-hmm. so that is one aspect of that which i do mm-hmm. i guess you know mm-hmm. uh, besides who we are mm-hmm. we also have the aspects of what we do yes and i am a former educator I was mm-hmm. a teacher mm-hmm. in my first occupation, 
And then I moved on to going to design school. So I am a multi-potentialite. Like I love doing so many different things. And so I currently also have an interior decorating business alongside my spiritual life coaching business as well. And you're also an illustrator, correct? Oh, oh yeah. I have many, many, <laughs> many yeah. hats there. Yeah. So I'm an author. Right. Um, an author so I have my well. own book and through uh, writing and illustrating my own book in 2016, the impact that it has had on other people and the way that it has just gone out and and done its thing with its ripple effect, mm -hmm. um, I've been asked to illustrate other children's books, which was wow. actually my dream as a child. And it was something that I set aside, like many of us do. Mm -hmm. And now I find myself playing with life and doing things that maybe didn't fit within the structure of the way it was supposed to be that was in my mind that conditioning mm -hmm. had told me is how you do life because that's how I lived for a majority of my life until age 35 when when things began to shift. Yeah. 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 How exciting. Um, I love that that's shown up, you know, was it illustrating or just writing children's books or was it both that showed up when you were younger? Um, when I was younger, I, it was mostly the illustrating. Mm -hmm. I used to, you know, write, make little books for myself and things. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was mainly the illustration, the creative part. So my, I, creator is what I use uses an umbrella term to describe what it is. Like even yeah. my website is johnsinclaircreator.com yes. mm -hmm. um, because at the root of everything that I do and that I am, it's creation. I love this. Yeah. We have this commonality as well. Um, when I was growing up, what I wanted to be when I grew up was an author. Um, so I always wanted to write. Um, and so it's funny how life I did and I'm, I'm yeah. continually, I'm working on something new. I actually purposely chose this mug today, which I don't bring out very often, but it was made for me after that book came out and it says Amy, the author on the side. And nice. I, I, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to use this mug. Cause I, I know there's been like a, a synchronicity with us. Um, with this writing uh, dream that I have. And maybe yeah. we can share that in time um, throughout this episode. But I purposely chose that because of that. I thought it was like kind of a nod to the universe. Hey, I'm listening and I'm following the breadcrumbs. Um, so let's talk about what the Gene Keys are firstly. And then how did you kind of discover the Gene Keys? How did that show up in your life? Okay. So what's interesting is that this is the first podcast that I've been invited to speak on specifically the Gene Keys. Mm -hmm. So as I had mentioned, you know, I am a coach who uses human design and coach, the word coach, I kind of, I guess a mentor or mentor. a guide that mm -hmm. uses human design and the Gene Keys as a foundation for people remembering who they've come to be. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've spoken on human design for years and, you know, I, I've done it so much that I feel like I know it inside out. So when I go to speak on it, it feels like, of course, I'm speaking on human design. That's, that's the realm in which I, I've been in mm -hmm. for, um, for a long time and that people recognize me in, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you asked to speak on the gene keys. And my first initial response to be fully transparent was, I hope I do it justice mm -hmm. because I have such a reverence mm -hmm. and a respect mm -hmm. for the system itself as I do for human design, but in a different way, in mm -hmm. a more intimate way mm -hmm. that 
I really was just like hoping that it would flow in a way that people would understand what the Gene Keys were, but that I could bring it forward through my own perspective and interpretation. Because I really believe that each one of us that discovers whatever modality it is, whether it is, you know, our intuitive gifts, whether it is a system such as human design or the Gene Keys, that we receive it, but we're receiving it through this vessel, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share what the Gene Keys are through the vessel of Dawn. Thank you. And the energies that the Gene Keys and human design has showed me are what I am working with, what life has given me, the imprint of this archetype that is me. Mm -hmm. And so the Gene Keys are keys to embracing our higher purpose. Uh, they're based in a synthesis of wisdom, mm -hmm. one of which systems is human design. So Richard mm -hmm. Rudd, the founder of the Gene Keys, studied human design before he interpreted the Gene Keys through his own vessel. Mm -hmm. And the core route to both of the systems is the system of the Chinese I Ching. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know what the Chinese I Ching is, it is an ancient wisdom. It's over 5,000 year old text. And it represents the codes of life. So there are 64 core genetic archetypes in the I Ching. And the human design system and the gene keys have interpreted the essence of the I Ching through both of these systems. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, I work with both in parallel. So I see human design as more of the structure the masculine yang, if you will, mm -hmm. and the gene keys as the the yin, the yeah, flow. The flow. And so our souls came here with a grand plan, right? This mm -hmm. we've come to experience life, to dance with life and allow mm -hmm. life to experience itself through us. And I like to say that human design is like the roadmap on how to live our lives in alignment with who we've come to be with mm -hmm. as much ease and grace as possible. Mm -hmm. And the gene keys are an intimate inner voyage to activating our higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. And along the path of the inner voyage, it's softer, it's yes. contemplative, and it directly speaks to our DNA. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds out there, but let me tell you, it truly does. Mm -hmm. It's an unraveling mm -hmm. of the sacred thread of life. And what it does is it unlocks our genius from a cellular level. Mm -hmm. So having the two systems together are freaking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because what they do is they make it practical. So it may sound woo-woo and out there, but honestly, it's rooted in mathematics and science and, yes, esoteric wisdom, which we have to put in a parallel with both. Right. It's not lesser than. Yes. It's equally, if not more important. Mm -hmm. We just haven't, as a collective, realized it as a science, but it is very, the esoteric world is very mathematical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've learned that too in my studies of astrology, because that's something that I've been kind of learning hand in hand. They all three came to my awareness at the same time, late 2019, early 2020, astrology, jinkies, human design. And I so I've, I've been learning them together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't learn them together mm -hmm. um, on my own path. So 
Uh, it was in 2018, and as all of the other modalities in my life have, it found me, and it found me in a way that I could not ignore. So I found the Gene Keys in 2018, and I had no idea that the human design system even existed. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until a year, almost a year later exactly, that human design came in. And I believe it came in in that order for me, perfectly aligned. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, there's no mistake that it did. Mm -hmm. Because when the human design system was presented to me as, have you ever heard of human design? I was like, no, I, I don't know human design. I know jinkies, and I know, you know, many different other modalities and had been, you know, playing in this world for a little while. When I looked at the human design system, I understood it. So it was like learning a new language, but I didn't have to learn it. Mm -hmm. I, I understood it, and so I knew there was something there. Now, I don't mean I understood every aspect of it, because mm -hmm. there's so many aspects of it. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it made complete sense. It was familiar. It was familiar. Yeah. Um, I knew where it fit, mm -hmm. and I knew where it fit in my life. Mm -hmm. Like the clarity that came through, because when I, when I came upon the Gene Keys in my own personal experience, I opened this, this system, it actually came across Facebook, to be honest. There was, mm -hmm. there was this event happening called the Gene, Gene Keys Reading. No idea what it was. I thought, what is this thing? And so I plugged in, you know, my date of birth, time, place, mm -hmm. and it, it printed out this polygenetic profile, it's called, but I had no idea what it was at the time. It was a bunch mm -hmm. of circles with numbers in them, mm -hmm. some words beside it. But for whatever reason, I was captivated. Mm -hmm. And when it pulled out my personal profile... The words that were presented, just, you know, as it does, it gives you a little, um, it just gives you like three words. It's your mm -hmm. shadow, your gift, and your city of each mm -hmm. of your spheres. But those words, Amy, spoke so deeply to me. They were me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to explain it. And as many great things, when we can't explain it or put a label to it, we know it's something, mm -hmm. right? And so I just knew I had to know more. Mm -hmm. And so I booked a reading with um, somebody who had flown in here to Nova Scotia that was offering these readings. And at the time he was sold out and I was like, no, 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 universe, he's not sold out. Like we are going, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Like this is, this is meant for me. I don't know what it is. I still had no clue of what it was, but I knew I had to be there with this man who was going to tell me what it was and why I was having this experience. Mm -hmm. And so I went and had the reading and why it resonated so deeply is that I was on the path to unlocking these genius without any knowledge of the gene keys. And that's what I'd like people to know too, is that you don't actually have to have either one of these systems to be walking a path of alignment. Yeah. But what they do is they just give you so much reassurance and guidance and they meet mm -hmm. you wherever you are. They validate you, right? They do. Yeah. So my mind was blown. And so I just went on my own personal journey with the jinkies and I, and I went and I purchased, you know, the gigantic book that is, yeah. you know, I was working my way through it and fully, not fully, uh, fully understanding it, but yeah. giving it, you know, welcoming it in because there were other things in my life happening at the time. And then a year later, uh, human design popped into my life and what human design did is it grounded it here for me. Mm -hmm. So I knew that this I had stumbled onto something. Mm -hmm. 
but I could not yet put words to it or put it in a place of, I knew the power behind it, like an inner knowing within my being, but how do I get it? How do I express to people the importance of understanding our gene keys in this lifetime? Like putting and it into practice? And how like this really is one of like the books that I feel like everybody on earth should just mm -hmm. have. But mm -hmm. how do you, how do you take this to people and say, okay, I, there's this thing that jinkies and people would be very excited by just my own enthusiasm in general around yes. the system. Yeah. But honestly, like I said, I have so much reverence for it, that it was something that I didn't want to, I didn't want it to become a quick fix because I could make it a business out of a, like, oh, I'll tell you your jinkies, this type of thing. Because I was like, no, it's, it's so deep that I want to honor that depth but how would I convince people to come on this journey with me when mm -hmm. it really does require time? Because, you know, people yeah. are in fast forward. So, so how am I going to do that? And then human design came along. Right. What human design did is mm -hmm. it put it, it put it in a structure that I went, people are going to get this and they're mm -hmm. going to get it like that. Because as you know, human design is it's not telling you anything you don't already know. And I tell every client that because mm -hmm. I, I offer human design readings. Like I've offered many over the years and I always say, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know, but mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to reassure you of what you do already know. And we're mm -hmm. going to move those pieces of yourself out of the way that you think you need to be. Mm -hmm. That's a new level of oh, acceptance. Like mm -hmm. And then once you open that door, mm -hmm. wow. That's it. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. you work with people uh, like long-term, right? So with you do both. reading, you do both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I do offer human design readings mm -hmm. and to be honest, um, I don't like to call them human design readings mm -hmm. because I bring the gene keys in as well. Yeah. And it's really a session where I'm meeting you where you are and I'm pulling those aspects of your chart that are applicable now, practical now mm -hmm. because the last thing anybody needs is more information that we're not doing anything with we don't oh need God. it this is so aligned with me right now i'm i actually i have a guest coming on next week and we're talking about that very topic because that is the thing that i struggle with the most so i'm also have a line one i'm a five one yeah. so i need to know all the things but it's like i, I keep hearing from spirit like put it down, put down the book, stop buying books, you know, like not, <laughs> not to poo poo on books. I love books. I love to yeah. read. That's part of my inherent self is to do that. But like, it's time to put it in practice. It's time to embody this, right? It's Rather than like learn about breath work, do breath do work. It. <laughs> yes, do it. Yeah. Very, and that's like, I'm so, so glad you said that and mm -hmm. shared that because that's really what's so important. It's, <laughs> we need to go beyond knowing these things. Yeah. And begin living them because yes. the wisdom is here for a reason. Mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. here to be used. And I tell people as well, don't believe me. Do not believe me because belief is a thought process that lives in here. Right. I want you to receive the information yeah. and I want you to integrate it, put it into practice and you decide whether it's working for you or not. Mm. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Because not everybody is here to to take from these systems that, right. that, or take from the gifts that we have, right? And mm -hmm. so in my sessions, you know, I've also learned along the way my own intuitive abilities that have always been there, but I've learned to also allow them space through learning my own mm -hmm. human design and gene mm -hmm. keys, mm -hmm. like allowing them to have space to to shine and to, to be here too. Yeah, 
Oh, I yeah. love that. So the the next question I was going to ask was like, how how have learning about these this system and these systems together has benefited your life? So um, you've kind of talked about that a little bit, but if you could, yeah, I mean, I would it. say like, how has it not? But I <laughs> like if I could like focus in on one thing right now that's coming to my awareness to share. It's that the number one thing was for me not no longer forcing. Mm learning to allow and to trust because for years I was so conditioned to do things certain ways. And like, this is the way we all do it. This is the way you succeed that, you know, all of the stories, which really dictated the way in which I was living my life, mm -hmm. which looked quite successful from the outside, right? right? As many of us do. Yeah. But it was really in allowing and trusting that if I didn't force, and I put these things into practice, was I actually that magnetic? Like if I could get myself on my unique path of alignment, could what this system says it's got to mm -hmm. offer me actually work? Mm -hmm. And it does. Yeah, because I think the beauty <laughs> of these systems too is like learning that there is no one way, like, like it really kind of dispels the idea of like the status quo where there's like one way to be because we're, oh. we literally have a unique blueprint that shows us how we are meant to succeed and align. So it kind of squashes all that conditioning, right? Yeah. The differentiation piece is one of my favorite pieces mm -hmm. of both systems because it shows us directly how mm -hmm. each, how our differences are actually our genius. And once we allow ourselves to accept ourselves, like, I mean, at a knowing level, like an embodied, we know that this is us, we're going to accept it and live it. We can't then not grant others permission to do the same. Right. Uh, yes. So it takes away, it doesn't take away the shadows of judgment and all of these things completely, but it does soften. It softens it. Yeah, like how impactful that would be for uh, personal relationships, and, oh, you know, as husbands and wives and boyfriend and girlfriends children, and children, parents and children. who we're raising. Yes. Game changer. Ooh, Understanding that my husband actually doesn't understand when I say, what is your gut telling you? Because he's a mental projector. Wow. Yeah. Where I just thought you're not tuned in. Like I was right. judging. Yeah. You know, well, yep. what is your body telling you? And you'd be like, I don't I know what you're know. talking about. And I'm like, because it's interesting. Both of our human design charts, I'm completely defined from the neck down. And he's a mental projector, which means he's only defined yeah. from his neck up. Wow. Having to find that out was huge in our relationship. And just the level of understanding that then we could grant one another. Mm -hmm. And he's he's not, you know, swimming in this world that we are whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But he is. Like he's, he's in got his feet in mm -hmm. and he, he respects it and he believes like we're totally onto something, but he's not right fully. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's amazing. Have you found any like similarities between your charts? You know how, like, it seems like we attract sometimes what we need. Is that, is the truth to that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, using mine and Devin's charts as examples, we're actually, <laughs> we probably couldn't be more opposite. Right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What about with your child? And then when we look at our, our incarnation crosses, yeah. they each support one another, which is oh, interesting. Oh, amazing. Um, and then my child, uh, so I, I'm a generator. I'm a 1-4 yeah. emotional generator, and I live with two projectors. So okay. I'm the mom of a 1-3 splenic projector, and I'm married to um, 
a 3-5 mental projector. So the way in which our energy works, Very we all work completely unique. And although they're both projectors, as you know, the differentiation between projectors is vast. So mm -hmm. they're they're not alike either. They don't they don't dance like the same way as as each other either. Mm -hmm. And so knowing this and knowing that we all need something different mm -hmm. and where we can be there to support and allow. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, all five of us, so my husband and I and our three children are um, have emotional authority. So there's wow. that. Yeah. Um, my husband and I are generators. I'm a 5'1", he's a 3'5". And uh, that learning he was a 3'5 made perfect sense for me as well. <laughs> and then what do I have got for kids? I've got uh, my daughter is a 4'6 emotional manifester. My nice. middle guy is a 5'1 emotional projector. So he and I are the only similar 5'1s. Yes. Um, and my youngest is a 2'4 emotional manifester. So we've got two manifestors and a projector being parented by two generators. Um, wow. So how do you find that 5'1, that how the 5'1 works through a generator like yourself versus through the projector? Oh, uh, put me on the spot. I... I don't know how to, he's very, he's very, very wise. Okay. He's, he's like born knowing he's my little, he's my baby medium. Like he's been born. He's just like me in so many ways, but he's also different. I feel like people just, I feel like with him, people either get him or they don't get him. You yeah. know what I mean? Is that a projector thing? Yeah, yeah, it can be. I mean, it can be for all types, Anybody. depending on what level we're looking at, right? Because our our type is only one aspect, one aspect. of an entire microcosm of like, like yes. all of the, this information, right? So that's one aspect. It's how his aura speaks. Yeah. But the thing about a projector aura is it's quite different from a generator aura, right? Yeah. I feel like he needs more like rest and renewal time than Absolutely. I would yeah. um, as well. Um, yeah. So he'll be like on fire and then it's like, you know, where yeah. I, I could be. And that doesn't mean that the thing he's doing is not something that lights him up. He just needs that time away. Whereas I, I as a generator would sit down here all day. Yeah, and have because that's how you're leaving it. designed. Yeah, yeah yes, to go yeah. and and be on. And so in my house, I'm the only one who's on all right. of the time. And yeah. they they both they do, and then they rest. in and out. Yeah, and they even yeah. rest differently, which is fascinating to watch too. In what way? I'm curious. Um, my splenic projector daughter, she literally lays down. Yeah. And that is something that I do tell people in sessions um, when I look at certain aspects of the chart that to recoup and regenerate. It's not just about stepping away. It's how we step away as well. And she just naturally did it without, right. before I knew kid. about the systems, right? My daughter's 17. So I only discovered the, the human design system in 2019, mm -hmm. but she was already doing it. And that's the thing. Most of us are, if we are yeah. allowed that space to do mm -hmm. what feels natural for mm -hmm. us. But so Laying flat and being linear is really great for some projectors, but it's not required for all. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would say he takes that time out too. Um, and kind of will put him, it's funny. He's our earliest riser, but he's the one that just puts himself to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, like he'll just time for bed. Um, the other two, not so much. The, the manifestors very much have their own, especially my little guy, my goodness. Like I know that he's here to kind of 
carve his own path in in the biggest possible way like so for me I've learned to give him lots of choice and he he works really well with that and so I don't know if that's just a personality thing or a manifester thing but for me to say okay this or this this or this you know and he works really well too with timing so rather than say okay it's bedtime you know hand hand over whatever it is you're playing with or doing I'll say I'm going to put a 10 minute timer on and then it will be time to pass it over. And that's, he, he doesn't resist that. He just does it. But if I said, okay, time's up, time for bed, he, he would, you know, be quite upset. <laughs> well, I think what you're doing is genius. And whether or not we know what our children's designs are or not, the important piece that you're doing is is fostering the growth of the child you have in front of you. They don't have and, to be just like You know, me. and child psychology is my background. <laughs> so yeah, it's like... Um, yeah, just like honoring the child we have in front of us, which we did not learn, by the way, in six years of university at all. I learned it from this, these systems. I didn't that, know I had a background yeah. in psychology. I love that. I do too. Did yeah. you know that? I did. Okay. I did Amazing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I love it. I, I think that every new parent, if you're really, really wanting, if you're interested in this and it resonates with you, I think that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, and I do offer readings for families. For kids. And, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll definitely link all your information in the show notes so people can check that out. I think that would be amazing, like gift for like, say like a new couple or yeah. for a baby, a baby shower. Wouldn't that be cool? I, I would have loved to receive something like that. Um. So what, this is a very broad question. Okay. But like, okay. what comes to mind when I say, what is the most like amazing part of of learning the system in your opinion I think you kind of sort of answered it in how it benefited you um I I don't know it feels like you've already spoken about it but is there anything you can kind of say if there was anything in addition the most amazing part is is how something is how something can be channeled through someone in a very, Mm -hmm. you know, mystical, esoteric way. Yes. And it, for it to directly speak to the cells of our bodies. Yeah, that's really amazing. How taking the place, time, and date of our birth, Mm -hmm. and, you know, through the the synthesis of astrology and all of the things that come into making up the system, how that can truly be us i know there's just like an intelligence beyond you know what our our mind can comprehend that all of this kind of aligned you know that's what i've learned with astrology too is like you know how and and like when when i think about my children's births and things like that like how they purposely would have chosen the time and the date and the place and Um, how it makes it puts things in perspective like how it just puts us into the grandness of it all mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that there is so much that we don't yet know and that the line one in me just gets fired up by that that's for me too because yeah I don't I don't know about you Amy but I don't ever want to get tired of my mind being blown by this shit like, I that's, that's exactly it I and it don't never ends ever feel like oh yeah yeah that's old hat no like I want that feeling of awe Mm-hmm. because isn't that one of the most juicy like human things to experience that awe and that like I and being the one for like as soon as I hear it I want to share it with people yes yes I, like, I, I have like me- and who how can I know all this so that I can 
tell everybody how great this is. And I, I, line, I have 16 as my um, evolution sphere, which is the gate of enthusiasm. So You're when I get excited, like I, I don't know, it's beyond. And I don't ever want to tire of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I, yeah, that's amazing. I was just looking at my own chart here. I was like, what's my evolution sphere? 53. I got 53.5 as my evolution. If we were to talk about, say like people are listening or listening alongside their chart or that, you know, they've quickly put in their data as they're listening. Um, what would you say? I know it's all important. Okay. But like, what is maybe one spear or a couple spears that would be of the kind of utmost importance or like where would we start? You would start in the activation sequence. So right. as you can see when you when you look at the the Hala genetic profile, you'll you'll see that it gives you like lines and arrows of how mm -hmm. to follow. Yeah. And so the activation sequence is the four outer spheres. So the mm -hmm. four that you see on the outside, yep. these are the keys to unlock the potential of the rest. So there is no right or wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to follow the path that Richard has, has presented yes. and that, I mean, it's genius. So it would be the life's work, your evolution, your radiance, and your purpose. The four, I call them the four key pillars. And so mm -hmm. when he, I started calling them that even like in my human design sessions, mm -hmm. because they're our sun and earth placements in our conscious and unconscious in our human design chart. So there is a lot of overlap within the human design system and our gene keys, as you're aware. Yeah. And so the four key pillars, the things that really hold the rest of it up, I feel is within that activation sequence right. and within the neutrinos of our sun and earth, because right. it's the, the greatest percentage of the energy that we bring forward as our incarnation in right. this life. And they yeah. do make up the incarnation class. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. So for yeah. people that know human design, not so much as gene keys, those pillars, the four pillars that Dawn is speaking about are the incarnation cross. Yeah. And so in the gene keys, what he does is he takes the archetype. So each uh, key, so there's 64 mm -hmm. potentials and we won't have all 64, right? They won't all be in there. We have specific ones that are specifically Amy. And even mm -hmm. if somebody else has the same life's work as you, because of the rest of the chart and the way in which it all works together, you're never going to find an identical. And Well, I shouldn't say never. I don't know. But it's it's less Maybe. likely you're ever going to find anyone that's the same. Yeah. Um, and that's going to present through the vessel like you do as well right. because of all of the other things that we have going on in our lives. But what Richard has done is he takes each um, each of the core genetic archetypes from the I Ching, mm -hmm. and he has divided it into three pieces, the mm -hmm. shadow, the gift, and the city. Yes. And so, so those are those they are words. frequency bands. Okay. So if you think that each one is a sphere, so I actually have a sphere here because I use, like, I use this okay. to demo to people. Like, so each one of our gene keys is a sphere. Right. So I'll just you know, take your 53rd for your example, because you said that. Yeah. So within the 53rd, the archetype of the 53 being within this sphere, yes. this is how I see it. I don't know if anyone else demos like this or not. This okay. is just what I do. This is how my mind works. Okay. Right. <laughs> so your frequency, our attitude, uh, the frequency we're in, it shifts this sphere at all times we have potential for all of our spheres to be moving at any potential 
So within this sphere, we have a shadow aspect, which is the lower frequency, the mm -hmm. lower expression of that 53, which would be mm -hmm. immaturity. Yes. So if you're in a lower frequency or your attitude is kind of down for a bit, you might dip into this shadow aspect. Yep. Now, hidden within the shadow is the gift. Mm -hmm. And the path to unlocking the gift is through the shadow. Yes. So you cannot rush through the shadow. We've got to look at ourselves. And the shadow mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing. No. It's just an immature expression mm -hmm. of the highest potential. It's right. just that it's still in the gestation period. It's, it's in not the fully realized, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And so then when you elevate your frequency slightly, your sphere might turn to the gift aspect. And so that might be what is highlighted, what you're putting forward, what, that path that you're on. So if you think of them as frequency bands, mm -hmm. it switches a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the highest possible potential for this realization for you in this lifetime is within the frequency called the city, which is a Sanskrit word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Does that make sense? It does. It fully makes sense, actually. Okay. And I was thinking about also when you're holding the spear and how you're rotating and I'm like, just like, you know, the sun and the earth and the movement of the planets, right? Well, like I was thinking about that. <laughs> here's what's interesting is that I have always, like from the time I existed, seen the seen life as spherical mm -hmm. in circles. I've never seen things linear. I don't see time linear. I don't see dates linear. I don't see the year linear. I see it as a sphere. And I always have. So fascinating. Do you see dates like layers? No. How do you see it? I see it spirit. I see it like a circle. Like today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, like that? Okay. So the week is a circle. Time is a, so each day is a circle. The week is a circle and the year is oh, another circle. That. And it's How the way I've always seen life as spherical and circular. And I've met very few people that have ever seen life in this way. way. And I've had quite men, after realizing it was rare, I just assumed everybody did. Mm -hmm. Which is also fascinating when we learn that not everybody we do a lot sees of that. Life we assume everybody sees the same way, <laughs> and then we're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. So then maybe that is what contributed to me seeing all of this the way that I did in the ease that I did, um, yeah. mm -hmm. because I had just always seen it circular and spherical. So when when I'm I'm bringing the knowledge in I, I it also is it, it nothing comes in linear I also don't see life I see life as a bandwidth mm -hmm. um that hierarchy versus hierarchy mm -hmm. we're all just on a different bandwidth mm -hmm. of I, I agree with that for sure yeah. yeah and so I don't know That's why cool. <laughs> but it's it's how my mind processes yeah I love that so much. I have one more question. If somebody has like more than one of the same um, numbers, like Jinky numbers in their hologenetic profile, does that mean it's extra kind of important? What or? it actually means is that it doesn't mean it's of any more importance necessarily. That is a stronger essence of that number that's going to be pulled forward because it's going to be a stronger essence because it's in multiple areas of your life. So what it is, it's where the planet was in alignment yeah. in your astrological chart at your time of birth and three months before you were born. Right. So that's what the conscious unconscious means if we're talking. Gene exactly. Key, right? Yeah. So you're the planets may have both been in gene key 15, let's right. say just to pull one out. 
Um, and so the way in which that 15 is expressed is dependent on which gene key it sits in. Got it. So if it's within, you know, I don't know, your life's work and your purpose, well, bam, you are bringing through, you know. A lot of that. So I I asked because my vocation and my attraction are both 33s, but one's 33.5 and one's 33.6. Right. So they're going to express each other. They're going to express differently too because of the line number. So that number after the decimal point is referred to as the line number. So that's where we get like 5114. Exactly. In that activation, the outer activation sequence. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, what? What is all this? I know. It's a a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. But it's like, so my, my activation sequence has 0.5, 0.5, 0.1, 0.1. So that's why I'm a five one and yours would be fours and ones. Yes. Right. So that's how we can figure it out quickly. Very interesting. Yeah. This is so fascinating. I I have done charts for um, like all of my family. I haven't, like, there's some people I don't have, like, specific birth times for, like, my father, but I have looked into his, what his, like, life's work is and things like that. It, it just, it blows my mind. It's so fascinating. And something, I don't know how often you see this, but I will share with you because I shared that my middle son is a 5'1 and I'm 5'1. Well, my mother's a 5'1, her mother's a 5'1, her mother was a 5'1, and her mother was a 5'1. So how's that? <laughs> wow. And you know, it's really, I don't know the science behind this but what mm-hmm. i've realized is that when we have children they often have a line number from their mother and from their father yes. how in the heck does that happen I've like our too. soul it is so mathematically precise that yes. our children take our line the number after the decimal from each genetic yes so it's mind-blowing how it really that is you know like that baby just goes yeah mom and dad have this so i'm coming through like my daughter's a one three Husband's a three five, and I'm a one four. Boom, boom, and it's time and time again. And I haven't done any studies on this. I don't know if it's universal or not, but mind blowing nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I have a theory about. So I look at like um, things like this, and also astrology through an evolutionary lens. So it's kind of like, why does this keep happening? You know, like why are all the women here, and then my son um, five ones? Like, what's that yeah. trying to tell us, right? And I think there's there's an evolutionary aspect to it. Um, absolutely, I find it very fascinating because, like, my youngest, for instance, I said he was a two form emotional manifester, um, so looks different to me in a lot of ways. Yet, if you look at his astrological birth chart, it is. He, He's born in a different sun sign than me, but his moon and his rising is the same. And he has like the same North node, the same South node, the same Venus, the same Mars. Like it's so similar. And I'm like, that guy's on a similar path to me in some way. Right. Or yeah. Yes. Picking up what what I'm putting down. (laughs) That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I found with both of my sons, both have the same moon as me. So I have a Libra moon. I know that you're a Libra sun, correct? No, I'm no. a Sagittarius. Why did I think you're a Libra? Do you have Libra in your chart? I don't. I'm a Sagittarius. Mm. Cancer, Cancer. Oh, so Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising. Yeah. So I don't know why I thought you were a Libra. You give me Libra vibes a little bit. Oh, my um, daughter's a Libra. Okay. Maybe that's yep. what it is. Yeah, um, no, I'm a Sag. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I see that too with like signs. So I have like like both sons are Virgo risings and my one son is also a Virgo son. I'm a Virgo rising with Virgo North node. And then both of my parents were Virgo sons. So I'm like, there's definitely something going on here. Right. Evolutionary yeah. wise, especially given that North, uh, my North node is Virgo. Um, definitely something there. 
well, I know that's my highest path is to embrace more of that. And, and it's also what I find the most challenging. Yeah. So, yeah. so speaking of most challenging, check out your evolution sphere. Well, that is, like I said, the 53. So that's uh, immaturity, expansion, and superabundance. Yeah. So, so reading in there, you know, you'll want to look in there and see because that's where we, we bump up against our greatest, the first challenge. That's the thing when we find ourselves in challenge, there's there's something in there that you can, that you can so use. So if the gift is the expansion, does that mean that I would find it challenging to, ex like, expand into... Like, I don't know if I'd say I'd find it difficult, but your journey would be going through the immaturity phase to get to the expansion. And perhaps that's about just intuitively what I'm getting right now is about not rushing the learning process. When you find something like you want it now, but you have to go through the immaturity, that, that to willingness to be a newbie. And I, I haven't read that, so I don't know if this is what's coming out of the gene. I think me. you're bang on. Yeah, that like you, the acceptance of it's okay to be a newbie and to get my feet wet and not mean this has to be a process of expansion. So approaching it from I'm going to allow myself to get what I get from this and if I expand, great, but not holding on to the expectations. The expectations is exactly like what I have kind of leaned into that. You know that I am a, a left angle cross of cycles. So it's uh -huh. all about new beginnings and endings. Yes. Yeah. So it's that it's telling you, you know, it's evolving beyond evolution. So yeah, it's okay to be a beginner and it's okay yeah. to take time to learn something because it's in the, it's in that beginning level of learning for you that all the seeds are planted. And if you skip by the sowing process, like gardening, then the fruit that comes off the tree in the end, the city, because if we think of it like the seed, then the plant, mm -hmm. then the fruit being well, the mm -hmm. three aspects. If your seed isn't nurtured properly, the fruit won't be as juicy. That's so aligned with me. And also in the like, okay, now you know about this thing, but now do it, right? Like that's my biggest challenge in life is just wanting to skip ahead of the process. And I'll, I'll share something with you. Um, at the beginning of this calendar year, I always set like a, a word of the year, okay? And I, I realized through a lot of contemplation that one of my shadows in life is this term expert, and like, I didn't realize I wanted to be an expert, but I was holding that as like this bar in some way. Like I need to be an expert. Not only do I need to be seen as an expert, but I need to feel that I'm an expert. And then mm. something clicked in me that was like, you will never feel like you're an expert. Like, and also expert is limiting. It gives the impression that there's nothing you can move beyond. You're going to reach a certain level and that's it. Um, so my word of this year is enthusiasm. So I am now just an enthusiast of my craft. And so I was taking notes as you were talking of like words that gave me a little jolt playground creator unraveling allow and awe so i'm going to take those as some like words to really think about contemplate and embody more of in this lifetime um yeah. i invite the listeners to as well feel it seems as if those are things that you work with and that excite you absolutely Especially yeah. the playground word. I thought that was such a neat synchronicity way back in the day because I remember a group of, there was a certain group of people that I was working with and we were um, thinking of creating this like virtual spiritual kind of event. And we, we didn't end up doing it because it was like a lot of moving parts to the situation, but we um, were going to call it spiritual playground. And then you posted something or you've got something called that or spiritual something. Playground. Yeah. Right? And I was like, this is so cool. But like, it really embodies that playfulness and, and tapping into the, 
and this creation. is a spiritual playground. Like anything That's can what we're be, here right? For. When we start I... to actually realize that like it's all a spiritual playground because it all is. It just is spirituality and whether we choose to recognize it as that or not. We're playing with it in different ways. Like you said, your husband might not be on the same path, but he's he's already embodying his own specific gifts you and know, he'll in say his own way. Like, oh, that must be a projector thing. And so I know that he's been paying attention. <laughs> seeping in, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like, he's not living it. You know what I mean? He's not out there talking to his buds about human design or the gene keys. <laughs> but he's probably still embodying it in his own way, it seems, or it's starting, beginning to right happen. yeah that's and cool yeah yeah and, and he really you know cool. he does talk apparently to the guys that work he works in environmental construction so you can just mm -hmm. imagine the conversations and he comes <laughs> home and he's like i was telling the guys today about your your sound your crystal bowls and how amazing they were and how they need to do it and i was like this is great Let, yeah i love this let's keep i i always want to like myth bust and make things more relatable so that more people are open so to it right it's so important i think i think that might be one of the path why we resonate with one another so much because from the very beginning when the the spiritual world started you know tapping me on the shoulder and or hitting me over the head i often say i <laughs> fell I backwards i fell ass backwards uh -huh. into it because i wasn't expecting it i wasn't yeah. seeking um, oh, where was I going with that? I lost that thought. Where was I going with that? Uh, how we, how we resonated with each other over our, um, kind of shared mission oh, of yes. making spirituality, like normalizing yeah. it. And, and I would, I would be in, you know, groups with, with people who are also, you know, playing on the spiritual playground. And I, I used to say to myself and, and speak out to the universe or my spirit guides, and I would say, you know, I know that actually part of what I'm here to do is to bring it to the practical, to make spirituality not woo-woo, not be something that's only spiritual so people, people do, but mm -hmm. to actually live my life in a way that shows people this is how spirituality is done. And to be the living example so that mm -hmm. then they see the light and they go, what have you been doing to X, Y, Z or whatever it is? I want more of what she has. <laughs> and then it's like, you know what? It's actually obtainable. It's available to you. Yes. And it's, it's, it's always been, it's always, it's always been. been. And it's, it's more ancient than all of the things that we think are normal now. You know, it's, and it's just opening that door and not shoving it down anybody's throat and having a soft approach to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're like me in the sense that you just kind of, you open yourself up. Somebody once said that I was a like lighthouse and I see you like that too. It's just kind of like, I'm here. Does, is that a synchronicity? Been told that. Many, yeah. Many I've had clients go, Amy, you're just like a lighthouse. In fact, my original logo was of a lighthouse for many reasons, a nod to my East coast roots, yeah, but yeah. also because of this. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of standing there. I'm here if you need me and I will help guide you. Okay. But Who's we bumps? don't, I have them too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Been told it many times. And do you know Lee Harris? Yes. I okay, know of so him. The first yes. time I met Lee Harris was in 2016. And I went to New York to one of his events. Mm -hmm. And he was sharing that, you know, everybody in the room being some sort of healer, whether we know it or not, and the different types. And he actually referenced that some of us are like the lighthouses, yes. that we are the light, that we stand shining and allow others to find, to find us. us. And then there's other people on the path who are here to really get underneath people and push them up push the ladder. Up. But we're the type that are here to 
be a living example and just shine the way we shine differently, uniquely, but find that inner light so mm-hmm. that we can awaken others on the path. Mm-hmm. I think and we're that, both lighthouses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's not about, you know, cause I like to move away from the, the pushy kind of spiritual work, right? Like, I think that's such a shadow in the, in the work that we do of like, you know, I don't know, just kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when, you know what I mean? When somebody's kind of pushing it down your throat, so to speak, or, or soliciting, or there's a lot of scarcity in that. And I'm just like, no, I am here for people that need me and they will just naturally find me. So I don't do too much in terms of like advertising or anything like that. And people say all the time, I don't know how I found you, but I found you. I think the other important component too, is through our paths, we both come from a story of, not realizing this was going to be our lives so that it's relatable, right? Like we lived our lives at the beginning, not in this world, but in this world, Mm because looking back now, it's like, yeah, I was always there, but, Mm -hmm. and then learn to suppress it. And that's really Mm -hmm. like my book self. That's really what it's about. It's about remembering, right? Mm -hmm. But that story of not always being this, not always being in the alignment path with Mm -hmm. who we were here to be is the story that is relatable for others as well. Everyone. Yes, absolutely. Right? So it's not like we chose it. I'm not a seeker. I don't go looking for the latest, greatest things so that I can bring that. I've always just been following the breadcrumbs. Like I always say that spirit pushed, literally pushed me through this door um, and was like, okay, we're we're tired of opening the door crack. You're just going through it. Right. So it was one day I just realized I was a medium and just was like, okay. Um, Something. Oh, I'm sorry. Something important to share at this point with other people as well. Because in the community, Amy, you must see it too. In the spiritual community, you know, it's not all the same. Of course, we're not all the same, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be a difficult dark night of the soul. Mm-mm. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to, to be. No. Each one of us is going to find it through our own way. Right. And it doesn't mean that it's less valuable or more valuable. It's just a different way through. Thank you for pointing that out. Because sometimes when I share my story of like, mm-hmm. you know, that oh, I stepped into my spiritual gifts and my, my, my mediumship because my dad passed and people are like, well, I don't have a story like that. I didn't lose anything. I didn't go through a divorce. I don't, didn't almost die in a car crash, you know, it's like, okay. so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I feel like it, it shows up on your path when it's meant to, as it does for me, I felt like I had to be hit over the head. Right. So I, I honestly feel like there was something with my dad and uh, my dad was a huge skeptic in life. So it's very funny that, you know, yeah. Yeah, my dad too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's very hilarious to me. (laughs) But was he really underneath? I don't really know. My dad had life's work 64, um, which I know that uh, uh, Richard Rudd did too, because I think Mm. their birthdays are just a day apart. Uh, No, I think my dad was way more sensitive and spiritual inside than he had the awareness of. And I think it was part of our kind of soul contract that it was going to happen this way. And he was going to go, okay, I passed now. Like I'm now I'm going to throw, you know, I'm going to just... I'm going to push her through the door and this is what it's going to be. And he's become my well, biggest support. Well, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. actually, you know, meet my dad in, in a session I that did. you, because I, I had you in my group program mm-hmm. for a little gift to my group members to have you in that. Gosh, that was what? 2020, I think. I think so. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. And as you can see, yeah, my dad was, he used to say he was an atheist, you know, he yeah. didn't believe. And now you've got, you got to see, I know you don't remember all of the, the readings or whatever, but you might remember the energy. Um, yeah. 
where he's he's literally my greatest cheerleader. And he yes. every single reading that I have from the time I he began readings, that. same thing. Yeah. And he is there and learning from me from the other side. And it's Wow. Yeah, and it's incredible. That's incredible. Is there anything before you leave us today? I, I don't want to leave you, but we do we do have we, to leave each other. Is there anything that you would like to promote or share about yourself up, upcoming or something in your business you'd like to talk about? Okay. Well, I, I offer regular sessions mm-hmm. just ongoing. Yes. I am, I guess the things that I would say to highlight is, are that I am going to be offering a, I'm going to be teaching human design. So Ooh. I am going to be running a program to teach other people how to become human design readers. That's amazing. So that's coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I do retreats. So I, and you know how I do them? I do them when people show me interest in it's going to come or my last one came through spirit going, you're going to take a group of women away. Um, so I have a potential one coming up in November and then again in the spring. And who knows what's, who knows what's coming? You know, I am open to whatever. You whatever, truly just whatever, follow the breadcrumbs. Whatever's meant, whatever feels right. And that's one of the things I've taken from both of the systems is understanding when to say yes. Mm-hmm. And also that with this open Ajna, I have a gazillion ideas, but which ones to follow through on and when. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Do you, so you have an open Ajna. So is everything open from the neck? Do you have your Yeah, my Ajna and head are the only two Okay. Interesting. My two open, my only two open centers are throat and identity. Mm. Um, And that makes a lot of sense for me. Like if I, if I contemplate that for sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, Um, I could do this all day. Yeah, I, I know you could. It's just, it's, it's a, no, I like in a good way. Like you just, you speak, I can tell that you are so embodied. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like I'm reading off a screen or I'm, you know, reading what somebody else taught me. It's like what I taught myself. Like that's what yeah. comes across from you. Thank um, you. That means the world I, to me actually. Yeah, I can feel the embodiment and that's a that's a goal of mine. And I, I want to point out that one last little goosebump uh, moment when you talked about awe. I can't remember how you um, kind of presented that word, but you talked about awe and, and just how you never want to not be in awe of things. And I wanted to share a little sync and yet another synchronicity that we have together. So ever since I started doing this work like mediumship and intuitive guidance for clients, which has now been a, a five years or so, um, you know, I have a ritual of like kind of what I think of in my mind how I open myself up to that and the way that I close that opening but also the reverse of that when I kind of close the bubble the energetic bubble when I'm done what I'm doing um, something that intuitively has come to me right from the very first time I ever did it was thank you spirit I'm always in awe always Mm. in awe and so that word awe is has been that the lighthouse for me and the thing that guides me to always stay in awe of the magic of the universe and um, so I just got huge goosebumps and I'm actually going to have that tattooed very soon always in awe so as soon as you said it I wrote it down I circled it I'm like oh this is so good so aligned I think that's wonderful to be in awe of yourself and others and the world around you yeah yeah thank you so much Dawn it's been a pleasure thank you for having me thanks for listening everyone see you next week 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.